Pangarang Radio, Pangarang Radio, PangarangRadio.com. I'm going out, I gotta go. I'll Pangarang on the radio. So turn it up, I'm telling you. I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Pop Punk and Pizza with Jacques Lamour. Thank you so much for downloading this uh, podcast. Maybe this is your first time listening to Pop Punk and Pizza, and if that's the case, extra thank you to you, my friend, for giving it a chance. And I hope you end up liking this episode and end up uh, going back and diving into previous episodes. And if you've been here since the beginning, well, hell, I owe you my life. <laughs> Seriously, it means a lot. I hope uh, hope the world's been treating you well. So we'll just uh, kind of get to uh, today's episode. I got the chance last night to have a great conversation with a guy named Mark Giuliano, who happens to be a big supporter of the podcast, and he is the guitarist of a band called Goalkeeper out of New Jersey slash uh, Philadelphia, or I should say, not necessarily, not technically Philadelphia. We kind of get into that um, here in the episode, but um, so I'll say New Jersey and uh, also Pennsylvania. There we go. Um, you're, you might recognize the name as well because uh, Goalkeeper, they were featured on our October, um, our uh, 10 songs for October 2020 episode of Pop Punk and Pizza. Their song Happy was on, the, on our Spotify playlist for the month of October. And uh, every month now, um, you get to vote for your favorite song from uh, the playlist for that particular month. And the song that ends up having the most votes gets to stay on for another month. Well, Goalkeeper was were the ones that got the most votes uh, with their song Happy last month in October. So Happy stays on the Pop Pumpkin Pizza podcast Spotify playlist for the entire month of November and I was so happy that everyone um, who listens to Pop Punk and Pizza voted happy to to be the song to stay on because it's without without a doubt my favorite song from last month's uh, Spotify playlist because happy gets stuck in my head literally all the time. So <laughs> it's uh, well-deserved. And I thought since they were the ones that ended up having the most votes, I... I was like, I got to have him on the podcast now, right? So uh, Mark Giuliano and I obviously talk about the band. We talk about how Happy became to be and actually how it was technically or almost a Hit the Lights song. Um, before we get to that, though, we it's hard not to talk about COVID, but we talked about COVID. We talked about mental health and so many other things, and it was a great conversation. I think you'll enjoy it. So here we go, Mark Giuliano of Goalkeeper. How you doing? I'm great. How about yourself? Dude, I'm I'm living, man. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's man. it. Just living. Just living. Well, like, I, yeah. Well, we're still working full time, so that's kind of like, like you're get, I'm getting off of like a long day of work with uh, counseling and shit. So, it's like at nighttime, it's always just like cruising, just 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 like relaxing, taking the edge off, having beer (laughs) (laughs) pbr the beer of punk rock as i always say no and we're old we get the pbr easies i was gonna say so is that like a light yeah yeah it's a low calorie is that new because i've never heard of that um i don't know it tastes a little different than regular pbr but it's all they had at the store so (laughs) and i just didn't feel like buying anything expensive <laughs> or but it's yeah. pathetic that like miller light's so expensive and it doesn't taste nearly as good as like pbr does in my opinion <laughs> is it really that expensive i i mean i i rarely buy beers so i i haven't even really paid attention uh i mean like a case out here will be 25 to 30 dollars and which isn't bad but when you can get the same amount and for like a PBR for fifteen, <laughs> yeah, right. You're you know? paying. You're paying for the name, I guess. Yeah, really, especially out here because we all the sports teams are heavily sponsored by like Bud Light and everything. So there you go. We're constantly you go to an Eagles game. You're spending fifteen dollars minimum for one beer. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's uh it's ridiculous how much it costs to just mm-hmm. have a beer or just have something to eat for goodness mm-hmm. sakes. Yeah, it's it's that yeah, it's pathetic. I'd rather I'd rather post up at a bar anyway and watch the game than actually like be in person. So mm-hmm. yeah. like, well, where I live, we're very uh we're like like so I'm not in the city of Philadelphia. I'm right outside of it, but right. we have but so Philly is where all like the kind of like the hipsters live. Like you move to the city when you want to have like that city phase. <laughs> And then when you realize it's stupid, you move out into like the suburbs. So, so is that what happened to you then? No, born raised. Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. It's such a pain. Like Philly, I love Philly to death, but it's such a pain to get in and out of sometimes. Not as bad as like New York and some other cities we've been to, but uh, it's just eh, there's like no reason to go there unless you just want to burn your credit card for something stupid or like a concert, but. So like where we are, it's like we're all like when you hear about the Philly fans, Philadelphia Eagles fans, like snowballing Santa and throwing batteries and stuff. That's not this Philly. That's Delaware County where I live. All us go to the city and cause mayhem. <laughs> okay. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. We're, yeah. Uh, we're like the heaviest drinking county in the entire state. We're the only county that actually has its own statewide holiday that's recognized by the state every year. <laughs> so yeah it's uh i, what, I love, I love what it. what kind of holiday just a celebration of delco <laughs> really yep just wow just there's like usually bars will have specials we do a big charity show well not we but like my friends and goalkeeper often play it uh they do a big charity show every year and like so it costs our area code 610 so it costs six dollars and ten cents to get in Oh, that's cool. Last year, and last year they raised over $30,000 off that price. Wow. Yeah. That's so amazing. That, yeah. And they all, and like it, all of it goes to like this foundation founded in Delco called Headstrong, which so Philly, all the hospitals have um, like some of the best doctors in the country for 
like disease and cancer and everything. So a lot of families have to uproot their whole lives to Philly. So Headstrong houses and feeds those families for free while they're here for treatment. Okay. Wow. That's, that's a really great uh, cause. Oh, it's awesome. And, and then all the bar we go to every year, he just serves a shit ton of booze and yep. Blacked out drunk. <laughs> it's nice to hear an uh, an organization that does something nice that uses the name Headstrong. Uh, that's not trapped. <laughs> oh, I know, dude. They're actually. I think if I'm correct, I think about changing the name. <laughs> They're thinking about changing the name <laughs> yeah. just well, because like, of that. Yeah, it was. It was Bill. The the it was parents who uh, the, uh, created the foundation for their son who died of cancer. Right. And they when they when their son was getting treatment, they found that all these families were moving across the country to Pennsylvania, but they were like quitting their jobs and were like, you know, massive credit card debt because they were just running their credit cards for hotels. And and sometimes people who are getting treatment would have to be at the hospital by themselves for months on end because their family had to go back home to work, save up and come back. So that's why they kind of created it. But they're like, dude, trapped is like ruining our name. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, oh, you're donating to that band now? It's like, no. (laughs) What is this, a trapped fundraiser? I know it's all so bad. But yeah, so we, uh, our whole whole county is just, we have 42 bars to one elementary school per like little city in the county. That's how it is. Holy hell. You guys (laughs) really toss them back. Well, it's funny too because like you hardly ever really get blacked out. It's just it's just everything's like you just party and like all your friends are bartenders, so everyone has the bar. Like when you break up with someone, you have to divide like not only do you have to divide like furniture and CDs and stuff, you have to divide the bars. Like these are my bars, these are your bars. <laughs> yeah, don't don't go to this bar, or you're allowed to go to this bar uh, between nine and 11 and then mm. i can go between 11 and two. Oh yeah or you know yeah and don't mess that up. don't mess that up if you show up when you're not allowed it's it's everyone knows and it's a big deal like don't you'll have strangers come up to you and be like yo why are you here you're not allowed to be here this is dave's bar <laughs> <laughs> have, have you experienced this personally actually have you actually done this in a breakup to so where i'm smart and i don't date anyone from delco good advice i hope someone i hope someone is uh li- i hope someone's listening to this that's like about to move <laughs> to delco and yeah. they're just like writing all these tips down like okay right uh, don't date anyone in delco yep um yeah. i met know. my wife is from central pa so two hours away Okay. Um, but I've seen it. There's a couple people I know where if that if the ex girlfriend or boyfriend shows up at a bar they're not allowed, they'll they'll be kicked out. They'll be like, Yep, now your bar, get out. <laughs> that sounds so East Coast. It's just It's so East Coast. And it's Philly too. And it's like, you know, I, I have had bands come through who I booked. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna take you around to like some of the bars or like get some pizza. I remember I took this one band in went to the pizza shop right by the venue and I walked in and the shop owner was like, what the fuck do you want? And I was like, yeah, just two large pies. He's like, all right, it's like three, you know, it's like 13 fucking 50 and the bands from the West coast. And they're like, what the hell is this like, Why were they so mean? You asked so nice. And I was like, we talking about, they wouldn't mean that. (laughs) That's just how they talk. Yeah. He was just uh, asking what I wanted. They're like, be so aggressive. I was like, oh man, that's right. You're from Pacific Northwest. 
<laughs> so I, that's another thing you can write down. Um, you know, when ordering your pizza, you want you can walk in the place and be like, "What the fuck is up? Where's my fucking pizza?" They're like, "Right fucking here, asshole." <laughs> cash only dick <laughs> oh god um, but i i love i love it's it's so funny being in a pop punk band and not wanting to move because <laughs> his hometown's just awesome it, that is funny because that's the stereotype right i mean i when i was in a pop punk band i wrote a song about how much i hated my hometown <laughs> yeah everyone <laughs> you know knows. like i mean it it's just I almost everyone does it. It it's either about leaving the town or hating the hometown or, or just mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, we've uh, we all love where we live except Cody, the drummer. He wants to leave because he's in like countryside, new like New Jersey. Okay. So it's a little like racist. <laughs> um, but Ryan lives down by the beach in New Jersey like literally two blocks off the beach so he never wants to leave and like i love where i live because it's also pretty humbling like our a lot of people where we live like do not give a shit like what you do like Mm -hmm. if you're successful or anything um like we'll sit there and say oh man we just played this giant show in philly and like everyone's just like yeah so (laughs) you buying rounds of shots then i guess since mr (laughs) moneybags famous musician (laughs) they they just care about the the drinks and the shots that's what it all comes down to to, yeah Lots of uh, just I I don't know what what do you think or why do you think that that is is it just a um, the the hardworking blue collar atmosphere or mm-hmm. absolutely yeah yeah it's just like there's just no room to brag you know honestly mm-hmm. and that can be real humbling because I feel like it's easy to feel bigger than your hometown when you're like finding yourself successful in whatever field you do. Um, especially if you travel a lot then it's like you come back and it's like you start to realize like no one stopped their lives because of you and it's really grounding when you come back and like yeah i was on tour they're like yeah i know and (laughs) you know like was it good yeah it was great okay cool like can we talk about eagles and how much they suck now (laughs) um so i think it's just yeah that blue collar con like blue collar hard work it's like you know everyone has to work for everything they get so don't act like you're special because like you're doing that too right Um, so which is nice too because then you start to find out who like your real friends are because you you know there's some people who are only friends with you because you're successful in something that you do and if these people want to talk to you and hang out with you it's because they actually like you and you know they respect what you do but it's not like like no one's going to come up to you and be a friend because you're a successful like movie star they're just going to be like cool you make movies and you make me pay for them still so it's (laughs) 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 um which is really nice because then you feel like you know there's like i don't know you just feel like the relationships are more genuine that way yeah no i i agree with that i i totally get what you're saying so you're uh you're working long hours what uh you're a counselor so we're, we're talking what was that there's something crash i don't know i think i probably i probably did not have something set properly and my wife probably dropped it and she's gonna um. yell at me later <laughs> it's fine uh one second yeah sure man um so you're saying what are you saying? I'm sorry. Um, so you're a counselor. Um, we're talking like mental health, right? That yep. type of a counselor. Yeah. Or absolutely. okay. Um, so where where do you where do you work then? What are you dealing with? I'm I'm sure the demand for counseling has gone up. 
with the pandemic, right? Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Um, so, well, I, I work like in another, like no, another county, but my population, it's a community mental health program. So we work with more of like the Medicare, Medicaid client base. Um, and so like low income and usually more severe diagnoses, like schizophrenia, but who have like very active uh, delusions and hallucinations, things like that. And bipolar, and it's usually those who, I guess, like don't have as much of a handle on it. Um, because unfortunately with mental health is insurance doesn't cover a whole lot of it. So if you're in a private practice, it's usually because like you have a probably a pretty good job that offers pretty good insurance, or you maybe you're married to someone who has that. Um, so we see a lot of people who are, like I said, on like kind of like state insurance and like they might be getting social security because of their mental health and they identify as like a disability and they're unable to work. So, um, but yeah, mood disorders, schizophrenia, bipolar, personality, you name it. <laughs> um, and yeah, the need has definitely gone up, you know, especially because a lot of times people's mental health stays pretty like even keel when they're actively doing something like they have a routine, they're going to work, they're coming home, they're doing even if they're going to like a day program, like something. And so now that a lot of people are just finding themselves stuck inside, very stressed, very worried, um, the people are like missing their medication or they're just, you know, idle times, the devil's playground. So a lot of times they're just sitting watching TV for 12 hours a day. And eventually, you know, those voices that you hear that you can usually keep pretty quiet because you're occupied all day become a little bit louder and a little bit harder to deal with or there's like thoughts from your trauma start reoccurring a lot more intensely um than they did before so it's good because then you can kind of handle the problem head on instead of like avoiding it but then it's also bad because a lot of people aren't having experienced this level of their with their mental health in a long time so and then they can't see anybody in person so i'm doing my therapy through the phone <laughs> Right. Um, and so they're missing that human interaction as well. So that makes it challenging too. So, you know, when you're talking to somebody on the phone, they're not making eye contact with you. So it's hard for them to like focus all the time. Mm -hmm. so. I, this sounds silly, but um, I, I, I haven't, I didn't really realize how big of a role that you're talking about that, that daily routine plays in my mental health. Cause the, like the last week and a half I've been working from home which mm -hmm. I've never ever done in my whole entire life right, right and it definitely affected my mental health <laughs> this last week and a half like I was just like the things that I'm normally able to control mm -hmm. could not it was just like what 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 is what is going on and it's it's just amazing that change um, I guess it's environment. Well, it's your whole routine. It's just, you know, yeah. it, it, it sounds silly, but I guess I just, I, I took it for granted, I guess. <laughs> so, right, know. right. Well, it's like, we don't adapt well to change or at least train change in that severe, like a, like a drastic sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, this COVID thing and our country just not, and most of countries, but definitely our country not handling as well as they should have you know, turned everyone's worlds like upside down, you know, and 
you know, until last week, very little hope for anything to get better. And and, and still pretty dim with how high the cases are increasing. So, but yeah, that, that and a lot of my counseling with people, it's redeveloping a routine. And it helps that I had to do it myself so I can kind of use my personal experience with it. Um, but yeah, a lot of it's just like, well, what do I do? I don't go to work every day. All right, well, maybe there are areas in your life that you haven't been able to focus on as much because you've been you know, driving to work, spending hours on the road, going to and from like those extra three hours that you have or more, maybe there's something at the house that you can, um, that you can work on such as, <clears throat> you know, anything, anything that they can think of. And that's actually been pretty helpful, you know, and then you, then you also help someone learn, Hey, when life changes on you, you now have the skills to adapt to that. Cause that's essentially what you have to do. So it's kind of like, preparing yourself for when that change is going to happen and kind of reminding yourself that, hey, this is working right now, but that doesn't mean it's always going to work. That kind of thing? Yeah. And also, like, if something were to happen where your life just gets turned upside down, maybe you lose a job or another pandemic happens or, (laughs) you know, or someone passes away, you're developing these skills of learning how to cope with that change and adapt to it quicker than you did before mm-hmm. um which makes it easier to work through and then it also becomes a lot less damaging especially with most of my clientele where you know we've seen an increase in hospitalizations as well like for mental health so hopefully now that they'll have the skills to where if they end up experiencing a change like this again in their lives you know they have the skills to use so they don't end up hurting themselves or potentially others and having to hospitalize or anything like that um and bands are going through it too. I mean, how many times have we talked and I've listened to a lot of your interviews. It's like, we're always talking about like, well, how are you staying busy as a band during the pandemic? Right. And yeah. Bands really had to learn to adapt in this time and do things very uh, differently than we're used to with, with touring, not being, you know, but not happening. Yeah. I constantly think about the bands that literally make their money off of touring and now they're just, they're at a they're at a standstill and i wonder you know and some of them are are very active on social mm-hmm. media and others are haven't been mm-hmm. since the pandemic so you kind of wonder like man I, I hope they're doing okay um and you kind of wonder also i want did they have to pick up another job like mm-hmm. to, and, and they probably did mm-hmm. you know and so i that's something i often think about since this whole thing started just because you know, who knows? I mean, there's tours that are rescheduled for like, what, January and February coming up here? Oh, and, yeah. it's, and it's not looking good. No, it's not. They're coming. You know? They're saying a dark winter is coming. And that's like the grimmest thing I've heard all year. <laughs> right. As if last winter wasn't bad enough. You know, right. with, you know, the start of, well, I guess it wasn't, it, it kind of hit. March is when it really yeah it's like when it was coming out of winter mm-hmm. but like still it's like considering everything that's happened this year like just hearing dark winter you're like oh my god now I'm depressed again <laughs> yeah right exactly yeah. um so you know hopefully uh so have you have you been have any band members reached out to you from from other bands to be like hey I know you are a counselor can you help me at all 
Yeah, a few people, some tips and advice. I mean, I'm very upfront with I do not counsel my friends because it's actually against the code of ethics for counselors. Right. Um, and if it's like found out, you can get in trouble. So, mm-hmm. um, but like those who want some advice or, you know, just want someone to talk to and hang out with, I'm, I've definitely made myself more available for like FaceTiming with friends and keeping up with relationships. And some people, like I've had some people reach out and say, hey, I have no idea where to start with counseling. Like, can you help me with the process? And I've walked them through the process of to help, you know, for for them to, you know, get the services as quickly and as um, effectively as possible. And then sometimes it's just like, like we were just talking about the daily routine, like, dude, I'm losing my shit. What, What should I do? And I've said like, oh, well, this is what I've been telling my clients and it's been helpful. So it's definitely a cool skill to have so you can help out your friends a little bit differently than you know, then before, but like then before when I didn't have like the counseling skills. Hell yeah. Mark is a good man to have. Um, <laughs> I was going to, I forgot to ask you, is it Giuliano or Juliano? Cause Juliano. I, okay. Cause, cause I was like, I was like, Juliano sounds like it would be really cool. Like, I wonder if it's Juliano, but then I was like, well, it's probably Giuliano, but yeah, it's know. very, very Italian dude. And I think about that all the time when I see like band them, like band members and their names, I'm like, man, my name is not as cool. No, I, <laughs> I think it's cool. I, know, I think it I is, like man. I feel like you always think about that. Like when you're looking at your own name, you're like, I don't know what it is, but like Caleb Shomo, like that's fucking rad. <laughs> Mark Giuliano, like that's just well, like South Philly as shit. Well, maybe it's time to change it up. Maybe it's time to be Juliano. Right. I got I got to get a stage name. <laughs> that's true. We got to we got to go a different direction. We'll hey. we'll think of something. Maybe uh maybe some people will will yeah. uh, hit hit you up after they listen to this podcast and they're mm-hmm. like i've got the perfect name for you <laughs> yeah, speaking of perfect names goal <laughs> goalkeeper man that is like the most pop punk name ever <laughs> for for a band just because i i feel like just like pizza is a stereotype of pop punk or you know punk rock i feel like um but well, when I think goalkeeper, I don't know if it's pertaining to hockey or if it's pertaining to soccer. But the first thing I think of is soccer. Mm-hmm. I feel like soccer has always been like the sport of punk rock, or I guess you could say hockey is kind of the sport of punk rock. Either yeah, one of those, for sure. I, I now that I think about it, all like the punk rock musicians I follow, like on social media, when they post like an activity they're involved in it's often soccer or hockey (laughs) yeah exactly and i don't know why that is but like i know like myself soccer was like the only sport that i really liked to play Mm -hmm. as a kid you know and uh and most of the other um you know teenagers that were into punk rock we're also playing soccer too when I was growing up. So right. maybe it's just from my personal experience. I, I don't know. I think also too, as you get older, soccer and hockey are the most accessible sports for like adult leagues. Like you can't just join an adult football league. <laughs> no, that's true. Good or point. Like, well, and, and basketball and, or anything like that. Yeah. And not everyone is physically able to do football you know <laughs> yeah right and i think too, it's also like this like hockey i feel like hockey and soccer have always like th- shown a lot of love to the punk rock scene like you'll hear 
like like Pacific play during like you know, a Maple Leafs game or something like that. And mm-hmm. I've heard our buddies in Eternal Boy played like throughout like from a Penguins game, you know, yeah. and things like that. And I so I just feel like soccer and hockey like throw a lot more love to the punk rock community than like some of the other sports. Yeah, I would I would agree with that for sure. Wow. That, just, that... Every sport has its click. Like soccer is undoubtedly more connected to the hip hop scene. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> And obviously, um, not so much um, the United States either, you know. And I mean, the the people that it is connected to in the United States usually are people where their, you know, their primary language is not English, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just, it's still, it's like soccer is big everywhere else <laughs> but the united states yeah. still to this day even yeah. though it's like the biggest sport in the world you know dude, i'm so happy you brought up about the name because we've gotten that comment a couple of times and it still surprises us because it was just the name that we landed on like we were just tossing out names and i believe it was ryan who threw it out and just all three of us were just like, yep, yeah, that's that rat that rules. So Plus, that's all it was. You're just like sitting around or you're like, you, yeah, you decided we you were going to start this band and you're just mm-hmm. trying to think of names. Yeah. I mean, we just, we had some ass names too. Like we had Oak rest and Oak. like Oakmont Oak. There's a lot of Oak um, <laughs> trees. Um, <laughs> and, a lot of Oak uh, trees. A lot of tree references. I don't know. It was big. It was big four years ago. Tree um, huggers. Yeah, they. <laughs> um, and then Ryan threw that out there because I think we. So we we did the traditional pop punk thing. We did the nature names, mostly trees, right? Different dogwood or something. And then we moved into sports. <laughs> like, what position hasn't been used yet? Um, and now nah, I'm scared. But like, we did kind of start moving into like sports references because it was like 2016. So like, a lot of bands are still like Knuckle Pup was like real like kicking ass with Copacetic and and things like that. Modern baseball and things. And uh, that's so team. true. Oh my! I never even thought about that until now. Like yeah. the uh, the two th- 2010s or the 20 teens, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call them. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the bands yeah. had <laughs> sports yeah. references. Yeah, state champs, another one. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we landed on we landed on goalkeeper and it actually kind of worked because so none of us except cody like played any sort of goalie or goalkeeper position in sports like ryan was a football and baseball player i was a lacrosse player oh okay um, and but it also re- like related because we were a little bit older at least ryan and i were a little bit older when we started the band um and when we started it we kind of like automatically detailed out like the goals that we wanted to accomplish as a band like for the first like month six months a year two years three years and so as we kept talking about that stuff with the name goalkeeper kind of came up and we're like that also kind of relates because we want to keep all these goals ah, okay. <laughs> for ourselves so. so there's the connection yeah, it was a it was a cool sounding name that we all agreed on, and it related to like a lot of the things we were talking about, like in the group chat, like, well, what do you want to do with this band type deal? So fast forwarding now to uh, twenty twenty, from you know two thousand sixteen to when this started rolling out to now, mm-hmm. where are you guys at with your goals? Have you been able to achieve a lot of them? Not achieve yeah. a lot of them? I mean we yes so the first goal we ever wanted was just to write 
write a song, record it, and put it out with a music video. So, like, we did that for our first song. And then we went to play shows, and it just kind of built from there. It's like, so then we started to say, all right, well, we want to sell out a Philly show, which we did. You know, then we want to start playing. We want to get some opening slots for bigger shows. You know, that's that roll through town, which this last year, 2019 through 2020, has been, like, the big year for that. Opening for bands like Real Friends with Confidence, Can't Swim, Sleep On It. Um, and then our next big goal is to release a full length. And we would love to move up in like record label too. I think that's like every band's goal is to get picked up by like a hopeless or a fearless and things like that. You know, once ideally if you have like the songs that are like good enough and the, you know, the business of your band is like ready to take that step. So, but if, you know, if the band ended today, which is not, thank God. But if it did, <laughs> I was like, um, "What?" <laughs> yeah. If the band were to, if the band were to somehow end today, uh, I think all three of us would say we're very proud of like what we've been able to do so far. And now at this point, now we're just like, just redeveloping our goals, like bigger label, hopefully going on. Uh, actually, the real thing we want to do is go on like a real tour. We would love to be like an opening band on like a big band tour. You know, like the Hot Mulligans, the Newfound Glory is like that, those types of bands. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like our next really big thing, COVID permitting. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. Yeah. It might be, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy, but it could be another year. I mean, yeah, it could I, be. I, yeah. But, and if that's the case, then holy shit. And I mean, full length record, which is something we're going to start working on soon. So, yeah. Um, it's just it's it's a it's like a great time for music but a terrible time for music because yeah. it's great because you can hone in so much on on songwriting and and developing mm-hmm. but you know there's there's no playing live and yeah. that's a big thing and it and like especially when you're a smaller band and you rely on the tours i mean any size band really i mean even bands like newfound glory still rely on tours to showcase their new records and things right but um for a developing band like us baby bands what you will like going on tour and just constantly having something to promote you know is really is really key so it's caused a lot of bands to have to be creative with how they promote themselves and things like that so um but i think the big thing too is as long as you just remind yourself that that's the reality then it's like you don't get so focused on just touring and then you can realize like, okay, well, how can we still make progress as a band and still make like the next year or two years or whenever we can start the tour again safely? Cause that's a big thing. We've already said as a band, like we won't go on the first couple tours because we want to see how it pans out with people, mm-hmm. you know, right. Oh yeah. First tours are happening now. It's like, okay, sweet. Let's see how many COVID cases come from this. If any. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to be a uh, troubled water there yeah. for a little while but you know don't buy the first hover car <laughs> <laughs> right yeah that's true that's true that's a good point um you brought up record labels mm-hmm. and that uh made me think of something i was actually going to ask you about yeah. um when you sent me that uh that first email mm-hmm. um you were mentioning um vinny fiorello and yeah. uh saying that uh you know your EP um, life in slow motion is coming out via his label lost music collective. And Mm -hmm. 
I had no idea that Vinny had anything to do with Lost Music Collective. Yep. Um, that I just never saw his name attached to it. I always thought, you know, that was something completely different. So what's his, what, what is his attachment to it? Oh, he, uh, well, he's the owner. So, and um, we have a really awesome A&R guy named Eric who he does a lot of the groundwork, but Vinny essentially, he, he's the business mind, man. He's been like in bands for 20 years. He's owned and operated Fuel by Ramen and started it. So he really comes in clutch when it's like, okay, well, here's how we should roll out this, you know, this release plan. And this is what we can do here. And once things start to open up, you know, his connections to the industry to help bands like us saying, okay, let me help you guys get a booking agent. Let me help you guys maybe get on some of those tours that you want to do because I've got a lot of friends who are in bands who are always looking to take smaller bands out. And like, he's the reason we got on the fest. And, okay. you know, well, we were supposed to play fest this year, got pushed to next year, but. And that is a really great fest to get on. That's something a lot yeah, of bands it, like it got, to get on. It got better with the reannouncement. They added bands like the Wonder Years that weren't added before. So, like, holy hell <laughs> for us. Um, yeah, so he does a lot of that stuff. And then, of course, when it comes to, um, like, if there's anything that we need that, like, ourselves or Eric can't necessarily get because maybe we just don't have the connection that he does, then he comes in and handles that, too. Okay. So, yeah, he's he's awesome to have because a lot of times, like, even our meetings, like, he does not dictate what a band does. He does not dictate what a band does, what a band writes, you know, it's very much just like, this is you guys. All right. This is, this is what I recommend the plan to be. And it gives us a lot of autonomy to make those decisions. And a lot of the things that we've done with our music video concepts, the music, who we recorded with, it was all us saying, this is what we want to do. And him saying, cool, let's do it. So what were some of the big um, eye openers for you uh, talking and learning things from Vinny? What were some of those, um, eye-opening things that Vinny said to you or, or taught you or that you were just kind of like something clicked in your mind and like, oh my gosh, I never thought about that before or, mm-hmm. oh, that makes sense or those kind of moments. Uh, definitely the release plan because we've always just kind of did one song and then the EP. Um, and he really taught us the value of like kind of dragging out, not dragging out, that's a bad way of saying it, but he taught us like extending the release, like have a song this month, this month, and then the record. Give yourselves like three, four months of constant promotion. Um, so you kind of like optimize like the internet wave space of just it's always goalkeeper for like three months and then like a couple months after. So it's like, wow, that was like really that makes a lot of sense because we're a band that's like, we released it. We want the music to come out right away. We were trying to release this thing in July, even with COVID. And he really stepped in and that was kind of the one thing he put his foot down a little bit per se and said, guys, if you release this record in July, it's going to die really really fast. (laughs) Like this is a year where you can release a record in the fall and not have to worry about like, I think who was less than Jake's releasing a record in December. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Um, so he really kind of reeled us in with that of like, you know, like, you don't have to release everything and like right away just cause you want to, cause you can't tour on top of it. Um, so that was like a really big eye opener. And I think too, just understanding how stuff works, you know, we were very much a band that said, all right, well, 
yes, you're a smaller label, but you and Eric carry a lot of weight with your names. And we thought it would be like that. But all right, we get signed and we got all this fun shit happening. And it's like, no, <laughs> you have to still like, you have to write the music that people want to hear. You have to, you know, have the work ethic that people see and want to work with you. And even then, sometimes it's not enough because they want to see if you can like maintain that work ethic and maintain the good songs for a while. So it's not like you just get signed and just get all of this great stuff. Like you still have to work for a lot of it. Um, and not like we weren't ready to work by any means. I'm not trying to say that, but it definitely put our like expectations in check a little bit of understanding how quickly, how quickly things really move. Yeah. They move so quickly, don't they? <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's some, cause you think like, Oh, you get signed and automatically you have a great booking agent. Not really the case. You know? No. And even if you are signed to like with a, like a label, like, and not again, not really the case. You have to have something they want to hear and, has to be the right time and, and stuff like so sometimes you catch yourself waiting a couple months or a while before you get some of the stuff you're hoping um right and i think the biggest thing too he's taught me is like two weeks and three weeks is normal response time for emails <laughs> <laughs> if I'm, yeah. I'm mister you probably know when we were talking back and forth like relatively in a couple minutes <laughs> And he's like, look, if you email someone, give them three weeks, because if they do read your email in a week or two, it's a miracle. <laughs> yeah, um, I am sometimes just horrible um, at replying back to emails. I'm either very quick or I'm very slow. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, something I've, I've come to learn is um, that it's always good to follow up. And yeah, it's always good to give a person, you know, a, a couple weeks or I, I'm surprised he said three. That sounds really <laughs> long to me, but he does yeah. have a point, especially, you know, if whoever you're emailing is, is someone that's getting a, a high volume of right. emails, you know, right. um, it, it well, just it yeah. makes sense. Well, like your podcast, I mean, my God, dude, congratulations for some of the names that you've brought, like you've had on here. I've listened to almost all of them. I think Bonnie from Stan Atlantic is definitely one of my favorites. <laughs> Thanks, um, man. Yeah, I, I was, you know, I was going to say, uh, you know, I was flattered by by your words in the, the first email you sent me. And I'm, I'm really, uh, really uh, thankful for uh, for your support of the podcast, man. That means a lot. <laughs> Well, so. that's why I said, like, when you're killing it like you are, it's like, you know, you can't, I, it's like one of those things you start to learn that, you know, sometimes emailing too much, like too, like, hey, like I emailed you Monday, it's Thursday, why don't you gone back to me? It's like, it's almost coming across unintentionally, of course, like you're the most important person in the room. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, man, like, you know, you're not like, take a chill pill, like develop patience. <laughs> it's not right. saying you're not important, but like. You know, there's sometimes there's things ahead of you and you can't just expect people to drop what they're doing to email you right back or call mm. you or, or anything. So um, he's definitely taught me patience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is good because I don't want to piss anybody off. No, you definitely don't. Um, I would say that's that's probably one of the best things you can learn from anyone, honestly. And, and I could definitely see just a little bit um, I know about Vinny or just even just interviewing him here on the podcast just that one time i could just feel that vibe with him of patience you know all good man and, right yeah he really is and um you know it was it, it just i don't know what it is but 
the you know the the few times I've gotten to talk to him, it's just very. You just feel kind of calmed. There's like a a wave of calmness that just kind of comes from him, and it just kind of goes over you like a little you know blanket, Mm -hmm. and you're just kind of like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We love we love working with him. We love working with him and Eric. Um, It's it's been awesome honestly and they've they've helped out so much and like i said they just taught us so much too just coming from their years of experience you know and i feel every time we get a chance to talk to them like on like we do like a weekly check-in usually just to kind of see what the band's doing and what we're going to do next and it's like every time you get off the phone with Vinny and eric you just feel smarter like you just feel like you've got a better grasp on what you're going to do what you should do and more prepared and that just takes you with that just takes you into the future so like you just feel better when you're like i've noticed like my emails to people when i'm like reaching out for press or for any opportunities or things like that have been worded better learning from them on like how to kind of word things and how to like approach it so it's like that like just reading my old emails from a year ago and then reading them it's like oh sick i'm growing i'm not not the annoying little kid in a local band at begging for whatever (laughs) you know it's it's all about uh experience right you know the more you do it the better Mm -hmm. you you usually get at it and um bringing up eric i've been emailing back and forth with him on on some of the other bands on lost music collective and he actually kind of i'm not i won't say nag because he wasn't nagging me but he had to um he had to keep hitting me up which i really appreciated um he just you know was like hey man just seeing where we're at you know because i was getting kind of behind on on replying to my emails not just to him but to everybody Mm -hmm. and i really appreciated that he kept checking in with me because unfortunately Mm. sometimes that like that's what it it uh it takes just to like because there's there's so many you know life is busy everybody's life is busy so there's so many moving pieces going on and Mm -hmm. uh it's it's not that i didn't um want uh to to not talk to eric Mm -hmm. or you know have any of the other bands from lost lost music collective on the podcast is just you know all different uh different things going on and and trying to figure out which band to come on next and yeah you know yada 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 Mm -hmm. um so i i really uh appreciate uh (laughs) eric his his diligence on uh continuing to follow up with me so he's good with that he he's taught us how to do that too nicely where it's like you're not nagging but you're like being like you said diligent not nagging yeah he wasn't definitely wasn't nagging at all because Mm -hmm. i was i was more than i was really happy that he reached out to me Mm -hmm. um you know about he just like trapped a full list of (laughs) bands that you know Mm -hmm. and he's i will say lost music collective has some really great band obviously goalkeeper but besides goalkeeper some (laughs) (laughs) some really great uh really great bands on the roster um you know some of them being from the area that i'm in Mm -hmm. um right what's that rematch rematch uh when the sun sets as well great band i love those guys um Mm -hmm. yearbooks is killing it in south california southern cal um and rival town we got our homies in new jersey friend circle yeah they've they've uh they're they've got some 
it's funny it's like we we kind of sit in band practice we're like god damn like we gotta step up our game because like rival town's about to shit on us <laughs> and rematch with those fucking like breakdowns dude like god damn fuck <laughs> yeah friend circle um th- what was the label they were on before um because it wasn't always lost music collective I don't right think they were on one were they i thought they were on a different label Sometimes Maybe they when, weren't, but the when you upload your music, like it comes up like a like when we used to upload our old stuff, it used to come mm-hmm. up like, on able distribution or unable records, but we were never signed to that. It's just because they were like the pe- people who distribute it online. Gotcha. Maybe they were, I don't know. Then I'm a really bad friend because I had no idea. <laughs> well, the, the full length record they put out um earlier this year, Internet Noise, was incredible. Um, yeah. I really liked it. Um, yeah, I guess I'm just making that up. I think you're right. I don't think they were on a label. For some reason, I thought they were on a different label before. They should have lost... been. <laughs> they should have been because that was a really great record. Um, record. I ended up, I ended up playing. I think it was Loose Cannon. I played great Loose band. Cannon on the podcast. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, they're an awesome band. Yeah, they have, their own, they have their own influences, which really provide a very unique sound to pop punk that you're not used to hearing um and like dom teaches us their guitar player teaches me like a lot of stuff because he's really into bands like the chili peppers and things outside of pop punk um and he knows how to like incorporate that into a pop punk song very well and gives it like a unique flavor which and i think is why internet noise was just awesome yeah i agree with that it uh it had the similarities of the pop punk that we all grew up with, but it was definitely had other things thrown into the mix, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, you're like, Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. And, that, was a, that was a nice little run of words you did there, Zach. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so I think, uh, I think that's what I liked about yeah. them. I think, I think that's what, you know, that not just this day and age, but almost like any um, era of music, I feel like you have to have some type of foundation of familiar familiarity mm-hmm. um, that your audience knows and loves. Yes, but you need to also move forward at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, and and you're bringing them on that, you know, that adventure with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like that's why I liked Friend Circle. And I was like, ah, I feel like these guys get it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and well, I, I like how we're talking about Friend Circle and we should be talking about <laughs> Goalkeeper. Okay, so back, back to Goalkeeper, though. Um, Happy has been stuck in my head, like, every freaking day, ever since you showed it to me. And... You know, I, I did, I've always wanted to have you on the podcast ever since he hit me up. It was just like trying to get the stars to align. So then I, you know, we had Happy on our, uh, Octo- you know, 10 songs for October 2020 episode. It was on the Pop Punk and Pizza podcast playlist, Spotify playlist. Thank you for uh, that. You're very welcome. Uh, we did that for the month of October. We had Happy on there, but I also added something new to where um, listeners of the podcast could vote for their favorite song mm-hmm. from that playlist for October, 
and whichever one had the most votes would stay on for another month. Mm -hmm. And you guys ended up having the most votes. So Happy (laughs) is, you know, on the uh, Pop Punk and Pizza Spotify playlist once again this month. So um so that at that point i was like okay it's like i have to have i have to have mark on the show now considering they're the you know the fan favorite from uh october so yeah that i saw that victory and i was like yes (laughs) (laughs) honestly that was that was what i was hoping for because i that was definitely like my it it was hard to choose though because i Mm -hmm. last last month's playlist was one of my favorites dude out of time came in with that heater man yes yeah they were they were second Mm -hmm. on uh on that voting thing and then drew neely was third i think so it was yeah it was uh it was close there for mm. for a while but um i think you guys beat him out just by one vote yeah <laughs> so <close>. yeah yeah <laughs> or well, out of time anyway well i'm stoked um, that you love the song dude i do seriously it's just it all the time stuck in my head i'm not sick of it i was humming it right before we started the interview it's just mm. i just could not get it out of my head so fun fact that was our first co-write as a band Oh, maybe yeah. that's why it's so awesome. Yeah, because we didn't write it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We did. Um, no, Kat- it was it was all Will from Cartel. It was <laughs> <laughs> actually it was, it was believe it or not it was um we were working on our songs for the EP, and we had most of them, and we were talking to Kevin who from Hit the Lights. Yes, and he also does Joy Wave for those who are fans of Joy Wave, and if not, go listen to him because you will be a fan. Um he he's produced bad times on last and he produced life in slow motion and he was like hey guys like i have this song it's just instrumentally instrumentals just check it out it was supposed to be a hit the light song for a record after summer bones but it never happened and i think it fits you guys better anyway and we're like we're like skeptical because we were kind of in that phase where it's like we don't co-write we like write and like you produce and make our songs better but we're like all right it's kev like he's best friend of ours like he wouldn't be doing this because he thinks like or anything so it's like oh, let's just take a listen and like just a demo and like the first like few seconds we we're just like ah this is so good <laughs> <laughs> and so um uh, ryan and cody wrote the lyrics and melody to it and then when we got to the studio we uh we tightened some things up make it a little bit more goalkeeper with some of the leads and um drum fills and ryan's vocals and things like that and so it wasn't it was super fun because like i said we've never done that before and especially getting to sit down with kevin and like work on a song like that like together you it taught us a lot about songwriting did you learn a lot with producing because they say oh you can double this chorus you can cut this in half and that note could sound better but when you work on a song from essentially like the inception with somebody and you get to pick their brain and like their years of experience with writing it's re- it was really cool to be like wow i never thought you could do that with chords <laughs> um and like how like the rise and fall of it and different things like that I was like damn so now like when we're writing our new record a lot of that stuff's like coming up like oh i could do this because that's what kevin taught me how he used it in happy and and shit like that yeah it's such a well-rounded song it's so well written i think I think that's why I'm so attracted to it. Like, there's nothing about that song that, you know, it's got the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the way it starts out with, you know, the chorus. I mean, and mm-hmm. and the, the, the melody is perfect. 
I yeah. mean, it's just it's just everything <laughs> you could ask for in a in a pop punk song. So yeah, that, that's why it had to be the first single that came out because we just realized like there's just so much energy behind this and just like the push pull and Ryan and Cody to selfishly <laughs> a little bit braggadocious like I think they killed that melody and those lyrics like I was very proud of what they came up with because they write the lyrics and melodies and they're the ones who actually bring like the skeletons of songs to like practice um and I think that's just some of their best work they've ever done yeah, yeah. So. I would have to agree I know this is your your first EP but still you know <laughs> so um congrats on uh on the release of it and you know i'm looking forward to to hearing more but uh in the meantime just gonna keep listening to happy and uh you know life in slow motion just just on repeat just gonna keep it going please do (laughs) (laughs) um so anything like uh we're we're running out of time here so anything else um before we uh wrap this up i know you're obviously you said you're working on on writing a full length but anything else you need to you know let us know about or obviously you can plug all your social media handles and stuff like that too yeah uh well i mean it's all just at goalkeeper band for facebook so uh, instagram twitter and all that um but yeah just check out life in slow motion if you haven't um send us a message on instagram or facebook we love hearing what you think good reviews or positive reviews because i'm sorry that's the same word Uh, (laughs) (laughs) bad review Uh, i I know what you meant criticisms or you know celebrations just send them our way and uh yeah, we're we're gonna start working on new music. Um, we might be doing some reimagined versions of the songs on the from Life in Slow Motion in the upcoming months. We're kind of talking about that, just kind of to release. We've never done it before, so we thought that you know we were talking to like Eric and Vinny, and we all thought that'd be kind of a cool idea to pick a pick a few songs or one song and just turn it on its head, make mm-hmm. it acoustic and a little bit different. Um, yeah, and like I said, just keep streaming <laughs> yeah right uh, that's that's the big thing these yeah. days and we're ho- we're hoping to have like a live stream show at some point we're hoping to release the reimagine and uh, maybe some like music videos and things like that so but in the meantime just you know connect let us know what you like what you don't like and let's be friends <laughs> awesome yeah i uh i couldn't agree more with with uh all of that i i'm I'm looking forward to the reimagine. So that'll be cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah, definitely. I'll uh, I'll be excited to hear it. So, um oh, crap, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scatterbrained um tonight. I'm just uh it's been a long day. Um so thank you, Mark uh Giuliano <laughs> for uh for being on the podcast. And uh, congratulations on, uh, you know, Happy. It's the, you know, the favorite song for the month of October. It's the very first time I've ever done anything like that. So, Dude, it, it rules. Thank you. And thanks for having me because, like I said, this is, this is my, uh, my weekly listen. So it's Well, thank you. Absolutely. And so I was telling my wife, I was like, this is like the best podcast, one of the best podcasts. Oh, man. Tonight. And she's like, all right, I got schoolwork to do. Go do it. <laughs> oh, you're making me blush, man. Thank you so much. That, that means a lot. I, I truly, truly appreciate your support. 
and uh, you know, I'm I'm glad that uh, you know we could finally work this out. So hell yeah, dude. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, thanks, Mark, and uh, take care, man. Dude, stay safe. <laughs> yeah, right. I know the numbers, the COVID numbers are crazy here too. So yeah. Um, so yeah, please uh, please be safe. Cool, dude. You too. All right. All right, thank you. See you, bud. Right, bye. Such a great time talking with Mark Giuliano of Goalkeeper. Thank you so much for giving me your time, Mark, and even more of a thank you for being a supporter of the podcast and, and all the kind words you had to say. It, it truly means the world to me. And I, uh, I could not be happier that uh, Goalkeeper's Happy was the fan favorite song for the month of October, uh, or voted uh, the fan favorite by Pop Punk and Pizza listeners, I should say. So if uh, you want to hear all of Happy, because obviously you've heard clips of Happy here and there th- throughout this episode, if you want to hear the whole song, go to the Pop Punk and Pizza Uh, podcast Spotify playlist and it's there for the whole month of November along with 10 other songs I think you should check out and every month uh, at the beginning of every month I change it up with 10 new songs I think you should give a listen to so make sure you do that and uh, also stay up to date on everything Goalkeeper on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Goalkeeper Band They've uh, got some new things in the works, as Mark said, in the coming months, so I look forward to hearing those. And also, while you're on social media, give Pop Punk and Pizza a follow, if you will. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and actually our brand new website, it's all at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. So uh, the new website, poppunkpizzapod.com. Snag some merch while you're there because that keeps the lights on here. Uh, with the podcast a little bit. Um, There's plenty of of different merch items. There's shirts, hoodies, face masks, uh, coffee mugs, you name it, all at poppunkpizzapod.com. Not to mention you can catch up on previous episodes of the podcast. If you do buy some merch, make sure you use that promo code POPPUNK at checkout to get $2 off your order. If you have any music you want to submit to me or you want to send uh, send me a, an interview and query about possibly being a guest on the show, you can do so by shooting me an email at bangerangradio at gmail.com. And that obviously goes to bands, publicists, managers, or if you just have some comments, questions, concerns, whatever about the podcast, you can shoot me an email as well, bangerangradio at gmail.com. It may take me some time to get back to you, as uh, Mark and I were talking about in this episode today, but I will eventually get back to you. Most times I, I, I get back, back to you. Um, it, m- it might take me a while, but I'll, I'll do it, all right? <laughs> and um, if uh, the last thing, if you could, this does not cost any money, is just give us a positive rating and review wherever it is that you listen to this podcast and actually does does a lot of good for the podcast. So thank you, thank you for that. So um, our next episode is going to be coming out on November Tuesday, 
November 17th. And it's actually going to be uh, with a band called Home Truths. They are from the UK. So I'm really looking forward to talking with them. It's always great to get in touch with bands from other countries and talk about their scene. So that'll be dropping, as I said, Tuesday, November 17th, Home Truths. And uh, just make sure you subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts so that way you don't miss out on that one. So that's it for this episode of Pop Punk and Pizza. I'm Jacques Lamore. Thank you so much for being here. Just keep on a trucking. Keep those thoughts positive. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. We're going to get through this crazy nonsense together, all right? Talk to you next week. Hey, hello, it's not-